We're doing a series right now called Unstoppable, uh, actually, Signs of Jesus. And today we're going to look at Unstoppable Help in the Midst of Crisis. I think it's kind of an interesting day. We sat in on Mike's class and it's about crisis, life crisis. And we came today and we, uh, we're going to pray and we're going to continue to pray for you guys, for your family, for, a, for God's strength like you've never had before. And, but we're going to look at today a, a small section of scripture that will be very familiar to those of you who have studied the word. If it's new to you, you're going to hear some fascinating things that happens when Jesus is around. And what we're going to be looking at today is how when you're in a crisis... The Lord's activity in your life, careful with this, is unstoppable. Wherever you are, whatever your situation is, we're going to see from this little passage today that the Lord is unstoppable in his getting to you. And that's, I hope you find great uh, joy and hope in the midst of that. The three messages before are foundations, so I'm going to give them to you brief. In the beginning, the first session, in the beginning was the word or logos. And we found out that the philosophers, the Greek philosophers, were looking for, they were looking for the wisdom or the order behind creation. So they gave the word logos. They were looking for this thing called logos. And then it, it tells us in the Gospel of John that that logos or word became flesh and dwelt among us. And so John introduced to that Greek culture that Jesus is the one you're looking for. Then we found out in the second session that Jesus, in the healing of the lame man, that he has the power, he had the power, he has the power, and the reason I say that, he's not changed. The God we serve is not changed. The scripture does not tell us that Jesus came to bring healing at a point of time and then stop. I mean, I've had people try to tell me, well, that, that doesn't work anymore because it I'm just saying, show me anywhere in Scripture where it says the Lord has stopped his work. I don't see it. And until he shows it to us, I'm going to believe that he does. That's why we'd have the audacity to pray for this family and this precious little girl. Why? Because he says that he does. We found out in that story of the lame man that he heals disease. He heals physical damage. He heals birth defects. He has the power to speak to demonic forces inside of a person and speak to that force to be gone and they must flee and they did every time that he spoke to them and it says that he heals infirmities. Do you believe that? I do. I'm standing before you today because it is true. We, last week we looked at the little boy with the five loaves and two fish and how the Lord took that, I called it a seed, uh, an action of faith, a small thing. And he took that seed and did his work. And in the midst of that seed came out this, uh, this amount of food to feed 5,000 men, uh, maybe fifteen to 20,000 people. And the cool thing about the story is when it was over, you remember, they picked up the leftovers, 12 baskets full this is the Jesus, the signs that we've been looking at, trying to figure out who is this Jesus we serve. And so that's, that brings us to the, to, to the day, uh, the fourth sign. Go to John chapter 6, please. John chapter 6, starting in verse 16. And I know you're settled, and I know I dropped this when we came, and I'm going to 
reinstate because I've been convicted. Would you stand as we read this? When evening came, his disciples went down to the lake where they got into a boat and sit across uh, the lake for Capernaum, heading for Capernaum. By now, it's dark, and Jesus had not yet joined them. A strong wind was blowing, and the waters grew very rough. And when they had rowed three or three and a half miles, they saw Jesus approaching the boat, walking on the water, and they were terrified. But he said to them, it is I, do not be afraid. When they were, then they were willing to take him into the boat, and immediately the boat reached the shore where they were heading. Lord, add your strength and your message to each of us individually today. It's in your name, amen. You may be seated. I want you to take this little story as And let's look at it as an analogy. I believe it is absolutely true. I believe it absolutely happened. But to make it work in our day-to-day, because we're not out on the ocean right now, we're not in a boat, and the storm, we don't have the physical storm. But if we could look at it from from an analogy analogy type of concept, I want to show you what Jesus does in every one of our crises, in every one of our days that we, we run into these. All right, the first thing, if you're taking note, the characteristics of life on earth. It says here that the disciples were on a journey, and then we know they were heading to Capernaum. Uh, That doesn't maybe mean a lot to us. And we also need to know that they were just finished collecting the 12 baskets. They've just ministered with Jesus to 15,000, 20,000 people. They just saw him do this miracle. They just passed out the bread to all those folks So they had been working and ministering all day, and at the end of it, the Lord says, now go pick up what's left, and they had, they got the 12 and carried the baskets back, probably, I think, gave it to the little boy and took it home. Uh, But they, uh, that's the environment they were in. And I want you to understand, I, I see this happen at times. You'll be about your ministry. You will have been in an event where you poured out yourself, where you gave of yourself, and I've watched it over the years that after that event, you better have your armor on and your shield up, just like this. It was unexpected. They were going to just take a six-mile boat row from where they were to Capernaum. And on that journey, this storm hit. And I find that often after a ministry season when you've poured out yourself and you just think, I'm just going to go Get in a boat and get away from all this. I'm going to go. Re- you might find yourself in a storm. So you kind of have to be ready at all times, even in the times when we do take time off to rest, because that's when a lot of times when we're going to get hit. But on this Capernaum, it, uh, Capernaum is a very special place. When we just say it out in front of this story, we may not think much about it, but this is where Peter and Andrew and James and John, they lived there. Many of the miracles of Jesus happened right in this area of Capernaum. If you'll remember, I'll just name a few. He cast out an evil spirit in a man that was in the synagogue. He's cast it out. Remember Simon's mother-in-law who was ill? He healed Simon's mother-in-law in in this town. Uh, The daughter of Jairus, remember her? And how he raised her from the dead? That was in this town. 
the paralyzed man that was lowered through the roof that was in this town. All of these things were happening. It's the miraculous, remember when they caught the, they couldn't catch any fish and they went and the Lord said go out again and they caught the miraculous catch of fish. It was at this, at Capernaum, uh, off the beach there. And, and that time that uh, they were needing some tax money, remember when Jesus caught the fish and got the coin out of the fish's mouth for a tax that was here. So a lot of things were happening in this area where Jesus did a great amount of work. But I want you to understand that even in the midst of all of that miraculous work, most of the folks of, Com- of Capernaum lacked faith in Jesus. They hadn't turned to him. They hadn't chosen him. The characteristics of life on earth for humanity has not been very good. We, we've had it the best, possibly, in all of the history of the planet in America. We've had prosperity, we've had peace, we've had a lot. But even in our particular world, and you don't really know how good you have it until you do get into mission into some third world areas, and you begin to see what blessings we have been living with. But even in America, it's tough. There are crisis times. Right now, our brothers and sisters down on the Texas coast are undergoing a massive crisis time so keep those folks in your prayer and those churches in your prayer there and life is just like that sometimes you'll be going about your business and you're doing okay and you're serving the Lord and all of a sudden there's this thing comes up and hits you and knocks you down a storm you're in it in immediate I've heard it over and over but you're the the old pastor said to me once when you speak Mark you need to remember that folks are just coming out of a crisis, are in the middle of it, are getting ready to go into it. Because that's what this life brings us, storms. And that's what we're going to be looking at in this story. A storm came out of nowhere. Let's look at this analogy. What What was the time of the day? Middle of the night, it's dark. When I've been in crisis, it is a very dark place emotionally dark. Did you ever have that? Haven't struggled with that in, in quite a while, but there were some seasons where emotionally, it was a very dark place for me. Where you could, when, and when that darkness comes in, it's like uh, the hope, which is the light, the light starts going out. And I think the worst thing on this planet is to be in a position where you're hopeless. That's the worst. That's the very thing that sets up the, the plan of, of the enemy for you to take your own life. It's when the light goes out and you say, I have no hope. It's over. And then the win, enemy will step in and win. So it's in the middle of the night. It's dark. They're out in the, and it says they've rode for three and a half hours in, against a headwind. And so they've gotten probably about halfway. They're out in the darkest, deepest part of the sea. It's a six-mile journey. They were about maybe halfway out in the midst of it. Jesus was not with them because, remember, they had kind of waited for him, and he didn't come, so they were on their own, they thought. And so they went out, and it says Jesus did, was not there, and they were by themselves. I don't know about you. I hate to confess how awful my weaknesses are, 
But sometimes in that very, very darkest places, I've said, Lord, where are you? Are you here? Do you hear? Do you even care? It's probably not good for me to say that, but I've felt that. Lord, do you really care that we're in this storm, that it is this scary, that it appears to be this hopeless? Where are you? That's what they were, they were feeling while they were out in this storm. And, it, and notice that the storm, it said there was a strong wind blowing. It was a headwind. Have you ever been in a situation where you're trying to move forward? Did you see those newscasters down in Texas in the storm? You know, they'd be leaning into the storm and just barely standing. Sometimes the gusts would come and push them back. It's that, it's that headwind. They were rowing against that headwind. So they would get going a ways, give it all they've got. And if they ever took a breath, it, they'd move right back. It's almost like you can't move forward in the midst of that kind of storm. And it says the waters grew rough. Not only was it windy, not only was it dark, but the, the waters had now begun to get rough around them. Hard, fear was there. It's uncomfortable, it's treacherous. It says they've rowed three and a half miles. The last line says they were terrified. Now we'll hide that the best we can. I remember in some of my darkest places I'd tell Vicky, I can't even tell you, I don't have the words to tell you the kind of internal pain that I am feeling. Have you ever been in that spot? It's all it's so scary. It's scary because you don't, what if he leaves me here? Because I can't take this. I can't take this moment. I can't take this place. If I had time, I'd tell you some of that story. But I know that today that some of you find yourself in that kind of a place. Second thing, write this, let's go ahead. The challenge of recognizing Jesus in the crisis. There is a challenge. It was a challenge for these guys to recognize that Jesus was there. But look at it. When they had rowed three and a half miles, they saw Jesus approaching the boat. You understand he's on water, walking. We saw that before, right? All creation was made through him. Through Logos, through Jesus. Everything was created. All of the components that make up what we know of creation are under his power and authority so that when, even when he, speak, when he takes a step on that which is he made to be fluid, it conforms to whatever he wills. So he steps on that which is fluid and becomes solid and he walks. That's the kind of God that we serve. That's the Jesus power that we're depending upon. And so that's where we were. The, the disciples were there. They could see something coming, and it was Jesus coming after them, walking on the journey. But they didn't recognize him. They thought possibly he was some kind of a, a ghost or something. They misunderstood. And what I'm wondering is, as I was looking through this this week, I'm wondering in those dark places, those stormy places, if the Lord more than likely was walking toward me. And I didn't see him or I didn't recognize him or I mistook who he was. But I want you to pay attention to what was happening in the midst of the storm. He was walking to them, toward them. 
And did you understand that as he's walking toward them, the, all of those elements we've just described that was happening on the sea had no impact on him? Do you see it? The ocean didn't stop him. The waves didn't stop him. The winds didn't stop him. He's just walking out to the boat, coming toward us where we are. So in the midst of our crisis, we're overwhelmed, it's dark, and we're scared, and we're terrified. I need you to know when the Lord walks up to you, walks into it, He's not any of those things. He's there because He is there to rescue you and to, and to love on us and take care of us. You remember after the crucifixion that the, there was the couple that was walking home from Jerusalem to Emmaus? You remember that journey? It says there were a couple walking and they were walking along and they were dis- discouraged because they just saw Jesus crucified. And they were walking home on, this, on Sunday. They didn't know anything had happened. All they knew is that the one that they gave their life to in their mind was laying dead in a tomb back where they left. They were walking on their road to Emmaus on their way home and it says there came a person that started walking with them started to ask them questions, began to tell, ask them, what's going on? What are you, what's going through? They didn't recognize him, but it was the resurrected Jesus. They were on the journey, and it was a depressed journey, but Jesus came to them, walked with them. I wonder if we miss him. I wrote this little line this week. Jesus can show up in our crisis, sometimes uninvited, unrecognized, and perhaps even unwelcomed. He shows up in our crisis. And we may not recognize him. We may not have invited him. And we may not even want him. Because the disciples weren't sure they wanted what was walking on that water. They They weren't sure they wanted him to come to their boat. I believe that even the most serious of saints can at times be overwrought and unaware of Christ's presence. The most recent one, I've said it before, but in the hospital at Barnes had this bleed going on and they were real close to doing that surgery and I, I was kind of in a place of hopeless. I thought we're going to have to go back and do the surgery again and my wife is like 10 times more faith than I have. She said, we need to pray and I said, you're absolutely right, but I can't. I'm, I'm, it looks dark to me, I can't see. And then she prayed for us and then just a meet, I mean, it wasn't an hour later they walked in and said, this, the bleeding is now stopped. You're good. We're moving forward. I'm just saying the Lord is coming to us. He's coming toward us. Wherever you are, whatever your storm, however long it's been going on, I need you to know the Lord is coming toward you because he loves you. I don't care how discouraged we've gotten or how distracted we get. Jesus walks toward us and he walks with us. Sometimes we don't see him. Sometimes we may not even invite him, but I need you to know he's there. The last thing, the power of Jesus to get you across. In the storm, just know this, the Lord's walking towards you. He's coming to you if he's not there. He's not hindered by the darkness. He's not hindered by the headwinds. He's not hindered by the storm. The rough sea does not even mess with him because he is over that. And he walks to us. In the situation of which fear is justified in the crisis, Jesus says this, it's me. 
Don't be afraid. Man, if we could get that. If I could get that. I'm okay when it's all smooth and cool. But man, you get in that storm and it's terrifying. He says, it's me, it's okay. I'm with you. And that's true. That is so true. I just, it's hard to hear that sometimes in the storm. But the key I found in this whole thing was this. The disciples were willing to take him into their boat. I think that's the key. Now, if the boat is your situation, no matter what it is, marriage crisis, singleness crisis, children's crisis, health crisis, if you're willing to let him get into your boat, your situation, then that begins, that brings the the will of the kingdom immediately into your situation. Look at verse 21b. I had not seen this before, Brother Calvin. The last part of 21. See, see what you think of this. Immediately, this is they're in the middle of the of this sea. The storm is happening. They see Jesus and they let him into the boat. Now watch this next line. Immediately the boat reached the shore where they were heading. I had not ever seen that before. How did he do that? I just think it's cool. The Jesus we serve is so cool. Then in the midst of the storm, he got it in a boat and they found themselves at the shore. I don't know how. I can't explain that. But it didn't say in a little while in smooth sailing and they got there. It says he immediately, they were at the shore. The Lord says down here that there is going to be trouble. There's going to be trouble. He said the winds are going to fall, the rains are going to fall on the just and the unjust. It's going to be a difficult place. I'm just saying the scripture is telling us and what we've been learning about the signs of Jesus is that he's the one who's not messed up by the circumstances. He's not caught up in the circumstances. He's above them. He walks right to you. He's coming at you in the midst of them. And his intention is your rescue. And I believe he lets us at times go through these crises for, for a reason to learn to trust him and him alone. We can't trust that guy beside us or that woman or that husband or that wife. Or we, that's not where we're to put our hope or our faith. Our hope and our faith is in Jesus and him alone. And when everything is stripped away and you find out he's enough, Because he can take your storm and put you right on the shore. The next thing you know, you're on the shore. You're heading where you got. Now they're at the shore. Think about these guys. They were terrified. And Jesus, they got Jesus in their situation. They found themselves where they are. The storm's over. And they're stronger. Why? They just saw Jesus not only feed 15,000 people. We saw him say to a storm, be calm and we found him take our boat and put a huge motor and got us there in this instant this God we serve is awesome that's why you know some would say we're foolish to pray for this family and this little girl and we would be except for the one we serve is quite capable of doing anything and everything he's not trapped in our crisis matter of fact when he speaks to whatever he created It has to get in order and shape to his design. 
So that's why we pray. We said, Lord, take this little girl that this world has twisted and bent and speak your order into her. I'm just trusting he's going to do that. I don't know how. It's not my job. My job is to trust in the Lord that he's going to do it. If you're here, you probably have seen that we are a people just like you. Each of us, if, I, if we had all afternoon, we could take a moment and I could say, all right, let's hear your crisis. You would be really surprised at the level and the depth of crisis of the people that would go for all the way across this thing. You would be, and you'll hear some of them that just break your heart. And you think, how in the world? So I know that's who we are. So if you're new to us, I want you to know that's who we are. But we're here serving that a one that we found out about through the word of God about his name is Jesus. The son of God who came to take my sin and your sin and took it upon himself and went to a cross and died. And he died there, became all of this mess that we're talking about. All of it came on him, all of that sin, and he died and paid the penalty of our sin. That's the kind of God we serve. And then he says, all of you who are laboring right now and you're heavy laden, he says, come to me, I'll give you rest. Take my yoke or become a disciple of me and follow me, learn of me. That's who we are. We brought our life to the Lord Jesus. And if you haven't done that, we're gonna give you a moment to do that. We're gonna sing a song. We're gonna stand. If you'd like to come and receive the Lord, just come on down. We have people ready to show you how to do that and to pray with you. Others may be here in the midst of that dark place and you need, you may need to grab some folks and say, hey, pray for me. The place I am is that storm he's talked about and I need the Lord in my boat. So just reach around, grab some folks. They'll pray with you. Let's stand.